0: Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is July 31st, 2022. Time is 18.06 and joining me as always is Big Daddy Al. What's up, Al?
1: Hey, man. I was just out in the garden. It's been raining here for like two days. I am so happy. My little garden is just coming up out of the ground. It's beautiful. It's all kind of things. I'm a happy camper today
0: that is awesome you know we've actually it's we've been getting rain every day here um it's been every day we've been getting hit with thunderstorms i don't remember this happening last summer like this but we're getting an abundance of rain um it's just it's driving me wild because i did not get my rain collection system set up yet i've got so many parts to it and my gutters are up now and i'm just like damn it i'm not done with it yet i could be getting all this rain water
1: well, we've no. been on a seven seven weeks with one little rain in seven weeks and temperatures in the hundreds, at least in the mid 90s to, to middle hundreds, and heat index much higher than that for about four or five weeks. So, for us to have temperatures 25 degrees cooler and rain the last two days, it's like an amusement park. I mean, people are so happy here, it's not even funny. And the farmers are dancing in the fields out here. So,
0: that's awesome. So, there is something. I do want to get into, since you brought up the gardening, and those of you guys that listen to the show all the time, you know we tend to go over the same things again and again, or we tend to reiterate, but you guys got to understand, the way these episodes get downloaded, it could be 500 downloads an episode, or it could be in the 3,000, 4,000 mark, right?
1: You never know. So we don't
0: know who's getting the information twice. So I think, Al, since you brought up gardening, I think the first thing we should start with, with this concealment of preps is maybe the hidden gardens we've talked about it right. before but we should talk about it again I love the idea the
1: hidden garden well first of all having a garden is 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 that's the the bedrock of being a good prepper homesteader anyway but hidden gardens are places that you can you can garden that the world doesn't see it may or may not be your land so we're not telling you to go do something on somebody's land you're not supposed to but hidden gardens can be anywhere and generally in areas where other people don't frequent it's a way to increase your food supply and if you do like i did with potatoes last year you forget that you planted them and go back this year and see beautiful foliage so i know i'm going to get potatoes this year that is a hidden garden they can be anywhere and many many crops especially root crops are the best no one even knows it or they can walk right past and never know you have a gardener
0: exactly have you ever done so that just uh, just right off the cusp uh yeah, yeah. So th- right off the cut, though, what I'm thinking is, is when we when we talk about these like, hidden gardens, guys think carrots, potatoes, onions, radish, like these specific root vegetables that are beets, yeah, radishes, onions, turnips, um,
1: turnips, beets, rams, yep. yes. ramps, yes, lettuce, mm-hmm. spinach. There's a, there's a ton. Lettuce, spinach, mustard. All these things they blend in with the foliage. If you know it's there and nobody else knows it, they're going to walk right past, especially now somebody that's used to the woods, they might notice it. Or somebody who's used to uh, being able to identify certain fauna, they'll be able to identify. But most people will walk right past. You could have a huge garden and, and, and people just walk right past, keep on going, never, never touch it.
0: So, okay. I, I mean, I you know, I love the idea of the hidden gardens. I think they're great. If you guys want to know more information about this, definitely get online and look up what some other people are doing. But... Right. We should have probably started the episode with why is it important to hide your stuff? Why is because
1: somebody's going to take it. Somebody's going to try to uh-huh. take it. Whether they take it being mean or they take it because it's available, and they might need the resource. I like to think that people take things sometimes not necessarily because they're trying to take it from you. They just see it. They need it and they obtain it for their own use. It happens all the time. People don't necessarily always steal something else might take it. So if you have things in you, that you've built up, your preps, and this doesn't matter. This is not just talking about food, folks. This is food, water, shelter, defense, anything that's in your prepper arsenal that you might have, you need to hide because if it's important to you, it's going to be important to them too. They're going to need it too just as bad as you are.
0: I 100% agree with that. I mean, <clears throat> the other thing I'd like to point out, too, like when I think – so we were just in a live. I was just in a TikTok live with with Safe Prep. We all – if you guys are, you know, following us from TikTok, this, that, the other, I'm pretty sure you know who Safe Prep is. There was – right as I was about to come into here, right as I started the show, there was a comment in his live about how some person's prep is just to buy guns and ammo and take other people's shit. Yeah. Right?
1: So the the wolf, know, the lone wolf, uh, the, yeah, the, the werewolf, werewolf effect, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the werewolf preppers are something you guys definitely need to watch out for. And I mean, like, let's, let's be honest here. You know, these guys are going to get met with force pretty quick. Yep. And I think their whole theory is just going to go right out the window really, really quick because, you know, these guys don't have maps where people live. They're just hoping, well, I'm going to stroll down the road with my gun and I'm going to find someone, Who's got a generator going and I'm going to know they're going to have stuff and I'm going to go in there. If you don't think people have already thought about that, I mean, the thing about a prepper is, you know, you think for everything, you prepare for everything. If you don't think that base is already covered and you want to you want to find out, by all means, come on over.
1: Well, (laughs) Jester, there's like three schools of thought when it comes to this hiding your preps and things like that. Number one. If you have a good defense and someone can't come take it like a lone wolf like that, that's great. That's mine. I'm not I'm not going to allow you to take it because you're going to have to come through me to get it. Now, that's because of my personality. I, that's my personality. That's our mindset with my circle. Other circles don't have that ability. Maybe they don't have as much defense or they're not able to defend themselves as best. So the best thing to do is to hide your things and then no one knows where it's at. Okay, you don't have to have it all right with you. You can go obtain it But then there's kind of that third school of thought which is I will give them a little something but they don't know about all of what I have so You kind of got to follow a school of thought here. Can you protect and secure your things? If not, maybe you just need to hide them around you other people maybe a little further away because they can't protect it and take care of it Maybe not even all of them need to know where everything's at. So if you got obtained or taken by someone else you wouldn't be able to tell where everything for the community the circle was and then the third you know the third those those people kind of gotta they're hiding things in the hopes that they're not going to get it all taken by letting someone have just a little bit of it
0: right there's that and then you know one of the big factors is guys uh just if if you don't know what martial law is we're not i'm not going to get into the the ins and outs of it but Under martial law, the government could take in and seize whatever they want from you. Anything. Okay, so this is one thing I always tell people. They say, how do you protect against that? It's a very difficult thing. You have to hide stuff. You have to hide stuff very, very well to where they're not going to find it. But one of my big suggestions for people is do a lot of fruit trees, do a lot of plants that are edibles and bear fruits. I mean... I highly doubt the government's going to show up with a chainsaw and cut down your apple trees. They might pick the apples that are on there, but right. you know, I don't think they're going to take out the trees. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, being,
1: being but, able to forage from around your own area. Yeah.
0: Right. So that's, that's a big part of it. Just the martial law side of this guys. If you don't think they can't, if you don't think they could come in and take your stuff, look up the documents on this, how it, how it's written. Cause it's, um, it's wild. Yep. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, to continue into this, though, let's Al, I think we should talk about places you absolutely do not want to hide your stuff.
1: First. High traffic areas. <laughs> high traffic areas. Here's the thing. If you hide something in a high traffic area and people pass through all the time, they're going to notice changes, whether it be changing a wall, whether you've dug a hole, whatever it might be. So you don't want to hide place, things in a high traffic area. And if you do hide it in a high traffic area, you need to make it in a way in which they don't want it. And not some, not under lock and key and big traps because people just tying that is be interesting. You need to disguise your preps and things if you're going to have it in a high traffic area, to where people don't want it at all. Like work I mean, if you if you. Put certain things around things, people will not want anything to do with it. When it comes to work, if it looks like it's hard to get to, if it's a nasty area to try to get through. I always said you could always take your preps and put it under the little poop bucket where everybody's taking a little dookie because nobody, you know, nobody has a flushing toilet. If you was to sit that on top of your preps that were buried under it, you would be able to keep your preps for life. That's true, to Jester. People will deter away from things that they think are nasty, hard to get to, and stuff like that.
0: Hey Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at readywise.com So I I completely agree with you 100%. So i I've got a few places just in the, on my mind that are just generally bad, 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 yep. bad, bad, right? Yep. So first thing is, I know a lot of us have that idea of we, we want to have things in our vehicles in case we need to get the hell out, right? Bad idea. And that that's, that's, I mean, we talk about having, you know, get home bags in your vehicles, things like this, and you absolutely should. Don't put all your shit in your vehicle because if that vehicle gets taken, burnt, stolen, someone breaks into it, there goes everything you have. Don't rely on having yep. everything in your vehicle at all. Not to mention more. the the temperature fluctuations within a vehicle are going to make food spoil. It's going to make things get nasty. Water go bad quicker. Right. So just avoid avoid that. Then that brings me into the attic. I know everybody thinks the attic is the best place to store stuff. It's hidden away. It's limited access. You can hide stuff in the insulation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's great for certain things, but for other things, it's really really bad. Specifically, food items. Right yep. now, also the idea. Attics get to extreme temperatures. You don't realize how hot it is in that attic, but it's, it's up there. It's like an oven.
1: Yeah, very very much so, yes.
0: So even hiding things up there as simple as bars of soap, deodorants, things like that, those things are going to melt in that They can melt
1: or explode. Uh, aerosol cans do explode, folks, and it does not take a high degree to make it happen. So very bad idea to put those kind of things up there, especially if something was to explode up there and it's flammable generally that's where your electrical is running and sometimes your water's running up there you don't want that to happen you're prepping for a bad situation don't create your own
0: now uh the other thing is uh the basement like the basement is a great place to store stuff because of limited temperature fluctuations lack of sunlight it's really really good and typically the thing that's nice about storing stuff in the basement is when a lot of people come to your house unless you have a finished basement and it's completely done up you typically don't invite people to your basement and if you do invite them to your basement you don't show them where the furnace is and the water heater is it's like oh yeah i got a pool table downstairs let's go shoot some pool or hey man yo uh you know yeah let's go uh let's go down to the bar i have in the basement let's go make a few drinks you're not taking them to the like the maintenance room of the house or you know just the area where all the junk is stored or the christmas decorations are you don't do that stuff right nope nope so utilizing those areas specifically like that one shitty closet that you have all your christmas decorations in maybe you put some stuff in there if the government comes out and they start going through your house and they see christmas decorations they're gonna be like yeah we're not we can't eat christmas lights let's move on to the next closet like that's what they're gonna do so kind of and i'm not saying put everything in there and make put all your eggs in one basket you put a few things in there Maybe you have a couple random Tupperware containers, and a few of them just happen to be Christmas stuff, and a few of them happen to be some prep stuff, right? Right. Um, and particularly stuff that you're not going to be worried about messing with for a long period of time, right? Just leave it tucked away in there once a year. Maybe you check on your stuff in there, and it's fine. And we talk Great about play. things t- to go in there that are non-perishable. Like we said, the hygiene products, the toothpaste, maybe you keep your Benadryl, your Benadryl stash in there, maybe a few canned goods. Like you don't put everything there. Um, one of the best things I've seen people do is like a lot of people are building hidden rooms. They're doing false walls. For those of you guys that are doing this, I highly, highly recommend if you're going to build one of these, build it in an interior room within your home, not an exterior room. The main reason is it's very easy to walk into a house and say, Hey, this looks way bigger on the outside than it looks on the inside. What's going on here? Right. Right. Could there be a hidden room? And sure as shit, there is. Doing it with interior rooms, interior walls is a lot different. It's harder to judge where there would be something within the house. My house, Al, my house in Florida. I didn't even know this uh, till I was like working in the attic one day. There was a channel in my house uh, between my bedroom and my kitchen, just a channel in the wall that was about three foot in diameter, and I wow. didn't know this until I was up in the attic working one day. And I just saw this like hole in in the attic that went down. There was like no insulation there. There was just this hole. And I looked down, and I located where it was in the house. And I'm like, you know what? I could totally do something with this because I had no idea this was here, and I've lived here for like a year. Right. Right. So I mean, it, like when it's in the interior room, you you don't know. Um,
1: Very hard to tell.
0: Right. It, it is. Absolutely. And um, the same goes with the basement. The basement's a lot easier to, to put these things in if you're doing exterior walls, things like that. But one of the big benefits of doing the interior walls upstairs is those will hold temperature better than exterior exterior rooms would. If you make a hidden room in your house, you're probably not going to run air conditioned to it. You're probably not going to have a climate controlled. So you risk things overheating or freezing. Okay. Yep. But... If you're doing these interior things, it's gonna stay to the ambient temperature to the rest of the house. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: So better for your preps.
1: I I think and this is my perception with people, and of course you can do it now after you build a house, but if you're gonna build a house and you go build a garage, build a garage, but build it two, three, four foot longer than your car, what you need, then come in and build yourself a false back wall. Maybe leave yourself two or three foot, that's it. Just a two or three foot space that you can make a false wall. Do you know how much in a three foot by eight foot tall, maybe thirty foot, whatever the width of a standard garage is, forty-two foot garage? Do you know how much, how many preps you could store in that? And someone absolutely, positively not know the difference between the back wall of your garage and the outside, with no windows, just a wall, making it look as if it would be the back wall. Just giving yourself two or three feet is an enormously huge amount of space to store things in. I recommend people take their property and things like um, flower beds. If you have a flower bed, maybe you have five flower beds that are beautiful and pretty, but maybe the ones in the backyard, the three or four that you have back there, maybe they look like flower beds on top, but maybe underneath you build a false area. Maybe you bury your preps out there where you can see them. You know nobody's digging up the ground. You can see them, you know exactly where they're at, but they're not all there. Someone have to actually dig up your things, or maybe you could figure out a way with a false bottom, or you could have. Individual boxes. I'm not saying somebody would do that. I've seen it done before they had false boxes buried in the ground It looked like plants. It was actually in a planter. They pulled that thing up Looked like mulch in a planter. They pulled it up They could get in and get what they needed out put it back down scattered back over and nobody ever knew the difference These are the ideas that you have to have I've also seen people take the front pillars in front of their house You know the big you know the big circular pillars You don't talk about Jester? the hold at the front of your house Yeah, yeah, like the
0: big big Greek-looking, yeah. Right. They actually took those pillars
1: because they were hollow. They were just there as a filler, just as for looks. And they stuffed them things full of, like, round toilet paper rolls, all kinds of long-term items because they could access these pillars from a very small spot in their attic. Yeah, their overhang was far enough. Those pillars were there, and they could service them from the top. But they were thinking ahead, but if you're in an existing property, you have to look at what you got and say, this is what I can do. Okay, the attic's a bad idea, maybe I have a basement, maybe I have a a lower area, maybe my garage is a good place. You just kind of have to look around and figure out what's the best for you, but you want to deter from, you know, fluctuations of heat, like Jester said. Uh, Fluctuations of light, a lot of light breaks down things, so you don't want a lot of light. Also, an area that someone else wouldn't think, oh, that'd be a great place to hide stuff. That's that's very important. But the most important thing of all is that you can keep a red eye on your preps. You can see it from day to day. You know it's not leaving. No one knows this is there, and you take account of that on a daily basis. Those are your general preps that you're going to keep around you like that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, since since you kind of touched on a little bit, I do want to touch on the idea of burying items. Because I know a lot of people like to bury stuff. Um, And, I mean, for certain things, I think it's fine. For other things, I think it should be avoided. So the number one thing with burying stuff, guys, is it has to go beneath your frost line. I don't care what it is. You want to have it beneath the frost line, whether it's a food item, no matter what it is, because it's just going to degrade. Right? You don't want your stuff freezing and heating and expanding. Even even if it's things like guns and ammo, that's not good. Nope. You don't want to have that keep going on. Um, so, basically, this is this is what I will say: the further you live north, the deeper your frost line is, the harder it's going to be to bury stuff, and the, the more energy and calories you're going to burn to dig it back up, right? right? So, you know, if if you're going to bury stuff, you want easy access to dig it up. You're going to want to know where this stuff's at, and you're only going to want to bury items that you don't have to access because burying stuff is absolutely phenomenal, yep. right? Especially if you don't have a lot of people coming through your area. And you have like an area that you could just cover back up with mulch, this, that, the other, and nobody knows that you dug there, it's a great idea. But right. again, remember, you're going to have to access that stuff, and it's probably going to be stuff you're, you don't want stuff you're going to need to access in a hurry. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. So it's going to take time.
0: Right. That's just a cash storage. So maybe, you know, you do things like you bury the cash buckets. We've talked about that before, where, <laughs> you know, you put all these things in this bucket. Maybe it's a, A first aid kit, some toilet paper, a few hygiene items, and and maybe like 10 or 15 cans of food. And you bury that and you say, okay, when I get desperate enough, I'm going to go dig this one up. But it's not the only thing that's there. It's not the only thing I'm relying on.
1: Right. Well, people like me, Jester, that live in areas that aren't overly populated, I mean, not highly populated, I haven't met an old freezer that I didn't like, okay? I can go bury an old freezer where I can actually access it very quickly virtually on top of the ground just buried i would say 90 percent of the way so basically i live in a sandy area where water doesn't stand for a long period of time so as it rains it's going to go immediately into the ground i've had stashes or i've seen stashes before of old freezers that people could access very quickly that they could get items that they needed on a short-term notice but understand this is a special situation here this is not a situation most people go through because We live in an area where no one basically travels, no one's going to walk across this piece of ground probably for 5-10 years, and I kind of got it that way where I live at. Most people don't, so if you're going to bury something, understand that you're not going to be able to get it quickly. Make it the items that, like Jester was saying, the cash buckets, the buckets that you have to have if something bad happens and you start running along with supplies or whatever. But it's not something you can go to every single day because the more time people see you go to that area and dig it up, you're not going to have it for very long.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it kind of, it takes me back to the the idea of one thing nobody has anymore that used to be something everybody had was a root cellar, right? Root cellars are typically something not noticeable on a piece of property. It's typically hidden out of the way, buried in a hillside somewhere. It's not immediately right up against your home. OK, yep. so if you're if you have this idea, you know what? I've been thinking about putting a root cellar in a root cellar is a great idea. They're not common anymore. People aren't looking for those things. And if they see a random door, you know, somewhere in a hillside, if they can see it. They may not be thinking about anything other than, oh, that could be where they the power access, maybe the well heads in there, you know, something like that. Right. Because you ask anybody walking down the street that's, you know, in their 20s now, they're not going to know what a root cellar is. No. Not unless they're within our community. So if you have this idea, I'm going to put a root cellar in. Start thinking about good ways to conceal it and where you're going to put it. Because a root cellar is great. And you could build those things as big as you want or as small as you want. And you could store a lot of items in there.
1: Absolutely. I'm in the process right now of the plans of building a new one. So I want it to be right, but I don't want to bury it completely. I want to... Have it about two thirds of the way, so I'm actually going to build dirt, and we live in a sandy area, so it drains very quickly. Sand over the top of it, sort of like a small little hill, <laughs> something like that, so it's not completely in the ground. But that's uh, kind of an experiment with that idea myself. But the root cells are absolutely great; they stay pretty much at a at a, at a short range of temperature. Um, you can store a lot of things in there, like your canned goods. Most, most Back in the couple of generations ago, everybody had a root cellar, and that's where they store all their canned goods and things like that. They didn't keep it in the house. They'd go to the root cellar to get their potatoes or whatever they had canned, you know, once their cupboard was full. So, root cellar is a wonderful idea. I'm working on doing it myself. i tell you how good idea it is.
0: Exactly. Um, so one thing I'd like to talk about, too, is the chaotic mess theory. Yeah. <laughs> so. There is, there is like, I'm not one of these guys that that say, hey, just go make your life hell and make everything messy and chaotic. But there is a thought that if somebody's a marauder or if it's the government, that they're going to spend a limited amount of time on your property. They're not going to waste three days that are searching through stuff, trying to locate everything you have. Right. They're going to come through. They're going to do a sweep. If they find things that pique their interest, they're going to put a little bit more time in. If they don't find what they're looking for right off the bat or if it's too, if it's not, if it's too much, then it's worth. They're just going to move on. Um, so basically what I mean by this is if you have stuff spread out in such a way that people have to put in work to sit there and locate it all, they're going to lose interest quickly and they're going to move on. They're not going to want to spend a lot of time around. The thing with my preps is I have a lot of stuff combined together where it is. I know what it is, but then I also have things sporadically scattered throughout the area. Like, I don't keep my generators with my food stocks. I don't keep my food stocks with my backup plumbing supplies. I don't keep the plumbing supplies with the guns and ammo. Everything's kind of spread out in its own little way to where, like, maybe if you find a stash of, like, freeze-dried food, that's cool, but you're not going to find my canned goods. And if you find my canned goods, you're not going to find my guns and ammo. Everything's kind of spread out in this chaotic kind of mess to where you might get a few things, but you're not going to get it all, right?
1: I agree with you 100%. That's uh, that's the whole thing. That's why I've always preached since the very beginning, busting your preps up. People say, well, do I need to put the food here? And this? No, no, no. Listen, think up a small amount of food, it's maybe a small amount of ammunition, a uh, small amount of medical supplies, clothes, whatever it might be. Pack this up in, in, in a piece. Put this in one place, another piece in another area, another piece in another area. That way you can readily access these things, and you're not just, I just don't have cans there. Maybe I got some bullets there. Maybe I got some Band-Aids there, whatever it might be. That way it's not all in one spot. If somebody comes in, they don't get all your food supplies. They might get a little of something, but they don't get it all.
0: Right. So this is this is also the idea, too, of having these, you know, the cash spots or the cash buckets. like Right one of these things should contain if if you're gonna put it out there and you're gonna hide it it should contain everything you need for a certain period of survival with the right. gun with the ammo with the first aid with the hygiene with the food right'
1: so, basically it, a bug out bag in a can
0: right bug out bag in a can that you could have stationary on your property like if you guys if you guys have the means and the capability of burying 55 gallon drums that you could later access yep. and have those sealed my god the things you could have in there oh yeah I mean, it's it's a 55 gallon drum could potentially hold a six month food supply, could hold um, a few thousand rounds of ammunition, uh, a couple first aid kits, maybe even a couple like the, the like the the um, just anything out backup clothing, everything like an, an extra pair of boots, just the amount of storage you get if you have the capability to bury those things. They're amazing.
1: Picture this, Jester, a 55-gallon drum with a seal lid. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen them before, the big drums with the big seal lids on them. Oh, yeah, I've got them. very exactly what you're Buried about. into the ground with just about the first notch of that neck above ground with something disguising it. Now you don't have to about water leaching in at all. It's above ground. It's easily accessible, but it's not a high-traffic area. So hiding is very easy. You hide it like a tree stump, uh, a small, uh, you know, a false top that looks like ground, sand, whatever it might be, easily accessible, dry, a large area, and a long-term cache. I don't know any guys that got that stuff, so don't ask me about them. I don't know nothing about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean I mean that's that's I mean honestly, that's the way to go. If you could have those big storage areas, I mean, and here's the other thing, Al, that I think maybe a lot of people up north have that we don't have where I'm at. Where I grew up at out everybody have had a coal chute. Yep. Everybody had a coal chute. Nobody does anymore. And if they have them they're not utilizing them. Right. Coal heats old. They it's not being used anymore. I remember I remember being back north and waking up and you'd walk outside and and just from everybody having the coal furnaces you just have that sweet smell of coal burning in the air. Yep. Right? I go back to where I grew up at now, nothing. It's not as prevalent as it was. You barely smell it anymore. It's it's not a thing. Right. So I'm wondering if anybody out there is utilizing those old coal chutes for storage. Because that I would be a know. good one. I'll tell
1: you That'd an area that I found one. to be good when I lived in the wetter areas in Florida and around lakes and bodies of water. A lot of reeds, grass, things like that, you know, all around waterways. You're gonna find out the waterways other than travel and possibly fishing gonna be left alone for the most part if there's a breakdown in society. People aren't gonna go there other than to get water and to fish. That's it. Do you know how many things that you can hide in a floating bucket type situation in the reeds or the grass in an area that no one else knows? Especially when you can get reeds and grass and, and lily pads and things like that to kind of help you out by disguising it? The water has always been one of my hidden gems of areas that you could hide things in—not underwater, on top of water, but hidden there with a weighted type uh, bucket situation with a with a leader line. Yeah, that's a good one right there. That that'll be on the test next week.
0: <laughs> no, I I I 100% agree with you. I mean, and guys, here's the thing: there's the. These ideas are almost limitless. Yep. I see a lot of people doing... Um, they do the hidden safes within the walls. They do hidden rooms. They do staircases that lift up. They do uh, the the dresser drawers that have the false bottom where they store things in. I mean, it, here's the thing. When you're in the heat of the moment, when someone's in the heat of the moment and they're coming through and they're searching for these things, This for some people, this is like James Bond-type shit. Yep. They're not going to think about these things in the average home and if you're if your home's not that fancy not that fixed up not not like a big multi-million dollar home they're not going to expect you to invest money into these hidden areas or these hidden items or these different kind of wall safes or anything else right it's just not something that you would think about so just just the idea of hey like let's say you've got a coffee table with a hidden hidden compartment in it that might be where you want to stash you know your ammo in case they show up and take your ammo or maybe right. you maybe you stack stash another handgun in there right i mean food water definitely important defenses and security and being able to protect yourself is definitely high on the list hey preppers do you want 10 percent off survival food go to www.readywise.com and use code doom10 at checkout for 10 percent off all your survival food needs Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at ReadyWise.com. D O O M 10 for 10% off at ReadyWise.com.
1: Yep. So, what about I your know, important papers? Oh, well, yeah, there's papers. also that
0: stuff too. Yeah.
1: Communications. There's all kinds of things that you might not want to follow. I mean, if they got a really cheap, a cra- a cheap set of crappy. A walkie-talkies from you and they feel like they really did something they got oh we got we gotta get here we, we leave but you had all your real good stuff hid back you'd feel much better um you know i'm not saying give something to somebody but every once in a while, there might be a situation where if you let them get a little something, they may go on. They may be tired with the search. But if you put something out that's just like a, like a fish with a lure, if you put something out that's a lure and it leads them to start digging, they're going to continue if they find things to continue digging. So you want them to go away immediately or just pass right over the top of you like you don't even exist. That's the best thing to do.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, and <clears throat> here's the other thing, too. Guys, you really got to think about areas that you don't travel around yep. your property or around your right. house. Think about areas you typically don't go toward or you don't use. Like, do you use the back door of your house? Is that a thing that I use? Or do I only use the front door? Yep. How often do I go out the, down the exterior basement steps? Oh, I never go down those steps. You know what? You could seal that off. Bury it to where those steps don't even look like they're there anymore. Right. And then utilize that interior door to hide stuff in there. Just think about, like, what can I eliminate? What am I not using? How can I transform something into making it a great stash area to hide stuff? Yep. I mean,
1: I saw something one time. I can't say how I saw it, but I saw a guy in a mechanics shop who had a secret stash in there. I'm not kidding you. I don't know what he spent on it to do it, and I bet a bunch of people don't know about it, but I saw it. But he literally moved an entire wall, and what he had behind there was significant. And I think I'm one of about a dozen people on the planet that ever saw it, but it was the neatest thing i ever seen. But he was thinking way ahead now, way ahead. But you have to think about your piece of property or your area that you're in. What do you have that you could turn into a hiding area that others wouldn't be attracted to or wouldn't see? that you can hide the things that you might need, whether it's your important papers or a stash or whatever it might be. You have to let your mind free. And we can't do the work for you because we don't know where you live. We don't know what your situation is or what the traffic in your area is. You have to open up your mind and you have to think. It's getting to the time now where you're going to have to use your instincts and your skills to survive. And when people are put in that situation, you'd be amazed at how their mind works because I watched it happen in prison for two decades. Inmates, they have to find a way to hide something. They come up with all kinds of ways because they were in the need situation. So being in a need situation, your mind starts thinking towards that way.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing I think too, Al, you know, we talk about the werewolf preppers or the, you know, the government coming to take your stuff. They're going to get better as time goes on finding these things like when they start realizing oh people were hiding stuff in mattresses or or hey people been hollowing out like you know the the pillars in front of their house like you mentioned earlier once yeah. they get a read on that and they get oh hey man we we know that this is like a typical thing people are doing now let's look there you know out what was funny is um this was a thing where i grew up at uh it seemed like the the old 100 year old houses in the area all my friends parents houses had that one door in the house that was padlocked right yep and you knew what it was you you knew that there was guns in there right yep because back then safes were expensive not everybody had one right but everybody could go out and buy a padlock and padlock that room that's just what they did so what's interesting is so many houses i've been in that had these padlocks growing up do you know? I've never seen the interior of one of those rooms. I couldn't tell you the layout. I couldn't tell you what was in there. I, I have no idea. Yep. I don't even know what window in that house got into that room, if there was one. Yep. So uh, it was just—it was very interesting because I think about that now, thinking like it didn't seem like much of a deterrent at the time. You could rip that right off, but you don't know what you're going in there for. So absolutely. The idea that simply, hey, let's not show anybody what's in this one area of the house. Let's not go into this one room. Let's just not do it. Don't let people be invasive.
1: Right.
0: Keep keep some things private, guys. That's all I'm saying. Keep some things private. Not everybody needs to know everything you're doing.
1: Nobody comes to my piece of property without being met with a gun, and I am not. Saying, I pull a gun on everybody that comes to the property. But you're never met on this piece of property without someone armed to being there. Just that knowledge deters a lot of people that have no business coming by your house doing so. Just that one thing. If you go to your front door, and people know you're always armed when you come to your front door... People that mean you harm will think twice about doing it because it gets out. People understand. Hey, man, that guy's always got to go when he goes door to. He's, he's a mean guy, but that that kind of knowledge gets around other people. It's a deterrent, too.
0: Oh, no, it absolutely is. And, I've, Al, I've been periodically muting my mic because I'm, like, hearing all this okay. thunder. We're about to get a wicked <laughs> storm here. Um, really? So if, yeah, so if, if all of a sudden the show cuts out, um, it's just, it's the weather here, man. Like, we're about to get hammered it's been every
1: that, day here oh man i hate that but it, we've just been dry for so long we just felt like we were going through the sunstorm because it was beating us down breaking us people's air conditioners were going going out just left to right because we they just couldn't put up for as many days as, as hot as it was at nighttime and the daytime people's stuff is giving out but folks i guess the biggest thing what i can say about me personally when it comes to to hiding things and being able to hold in your preps and conceal them is make things unattractive to other people. Then they won't have a chance to go and dig and look, make it plain, make it obscure. Then if they don't look for it, they keep on going. But if you give them something, to go for If they're hungry and they see a small pantry full of food, they're going to think there's a bigger one right here and they're going to keep digging. So... You have to think about what you have available in your area. I don't know where you live and I don't know your situation. Maybe you rent, maybe you're in a townhouse or an apartment or whatever. So hiding your preps has to be really important now because there's a lot of people around. Just make them unattractive. Find areas that you, can, that you could use that are readily accessible. And if you have a nearby area that's not as trafficked but you can hide things there, even if it's not yours... You stand at risk of it getting taken one day. But if you can hide things there, that is one cash site for you.
0: Also, remember the idea too, guys. If you have a bug out location, you're gonna want a lot of your stuff to be there too. Right. And if it's a if it's a bug out location, you can't ensure the kind of security you could within your own home.
1: Right. So get yeah.
0: if you have a bug out location, guys, get very, very creative with that.
1: Yep. And always have a way to get to your bug out location because if you're if you're going to pick up three or four of your stashes that you have going to your bug out location, you need to make sure you have them on a route that you'll be traveling, a way that you'll be traveling. How long is it going to take me to retrieve these things? As we talk about hiding and concealing your preps, you have to think about how long does it take for me to get to that, to actually get my hands on it, and then get back to wherever I'm going to. If it takes three days to get to it, it's not really something that you is readily available so plan your things in your immediate area you know somewhere it's easily accessible if it's in your home or just in a in a in a short period of distance where you can walk to get that's great but I, I'm really I come from the the school gesture I live in the country so it's very hard for me to talk for people in the city I've lived in the city a little bit but you kinda know a little bit more about that living in smaller areas than I do but it's not really my strong point I ain't gonna lie
0: I mean, so I never had, I mean, here's the thing too, guys, we could, we could get into deterrent measures for this stuff, but that's like a whole other, that's a whole nother hour of topic. So I'm, right. not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, but simple deterrents on your house, simple deterrents in your bug out area are going to be things that will help you. Like say, if you're burying stuff outside of your bug out cabin. Simply planting a bunch of rose bushes there that are all thorny that people aren't going to want to mess with to dig through to see if anything's buried in the flower garden right. that's potentially going to help you. You know, you guys but, get the idea. Things like that. But me
1: knowing you, Jester, that'd be the first place. First place I'd go. You know what I'm saying? So you understand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if people know that you're a prepper or you're like that, and they see rose bushes, they're going to think that's where he's got his stuff. So you better know who you're dealing with and who knows you and knows your location and knows what you have. There are people out there that do watch that act like they're preppers so they can come take another prepper's things. Believe me, they're out there.
0: But absolutely, 100% safest place, guys, for you to hide your food stocks are in the septic tank. Because if they find them in there, they're not going to want to eat them.
1: Nope. (laughs) Nope. Sure enough, not. (laughs) Sure enough, no. that's no, like not- I said in the beginning of the show, underneath the toilet, you know, they're not going to want to eat it, they're not going to take it with them. They're not going to.
0: That's, that's, that's funny. So, Al, that's all I got for the concealment of preps, guys. This is something you absolutely want to take into consideration as you're prepping. Don't just have it in the pantry, don't just have it out on a shelf, don't just put it all in the garage to where people can see it.
1: Right. I say I say this. If you leave it out where everybody can see it, just put a big neon sign in front of your house that says During the apocalypse, this will be a great place to eat, dine and sleep, okay? Just do that now because that's exactly what if you leave it out, that's what people are going to do. They're going to come take it in the apocalypse.